Let's give our thanks and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the breath that we breathe. I want to thank you for the simple things. I want to thank you for a house to pray and a house to worship. The Lord will always be in my heart for you, my God. And I want to thank you for life in this life and after. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. What's going on? I want to talk to y'all on this beautiful night about something that's been hitting my spirit in this verse and the way I've been feeling about certain things. So I just want to lay it all out. And I'm going to put a testimony with this verse, just put it together. That way I don't have to do too many episodes, too much uploading. For Matthew 6, verse 5. And when thou hast prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. I'm wanting to talk about this verse today. Because it's been touching me in Matthew. I've been reading Matthew since I got saved. And that was the first chapter that I have read when I got saved. So I like to go back and get a better understanding about it. But this particular scripture touched me on my situation I'm dealing with right now. But I'm going to add my testimony before I start to break down this verse. It all started in middle school, Michelle, seventh grade. Five minutes away from my hood, from the ghetto. And I always been a person that wanted to make a difference, make a change in the community. I always did something different than the next Joe Blow. I never wanted to be the same. It's just always been me. So I created a dance crew called KOJ. And we uploaded videos on YouTube. And it's called False Nerd. Like True and False Nerd, and I put it together. False Nerd was a YouTube channel. And it did great. It blew up in the city. It wasn't nationwide, but it blew up in the city, in my neighborhood, at the school. It did wonderful. And I didn't know it was gonna do that good, but I love to see that the hood had something to do. It was a lot of shooting, a lot of fighting, a lot of dope fiends, all type of stuff. And that kept the brothers out of trouble. 
because I'm going to be honest with you. And the crew that I had, it was gang members in it, a few. And it kept them out of trouble. Now, some of them still in jail to this day, but for the time being, it kept them out of trouble. And I love to see that, that smile on their face when they was dancing on that camera. We walked around the hood. They were like, them boy different. Them boy different. And they felt good to make a change. They stand for something. They didn't have nothing to do with just worldly stuff. So, we ended up graduating middle school. We ended up going to high school. So, I ended up going to high school. And I met my ex-wife there. And we just kept on rocking along. And because of that dance crew, I was pretty popular. I was already kind of popular, but I've been, you know, knowing people here and there, but I was very popular. And that's why I'm a communicative person. That's why I'm a people's person. And when I had went to the high school with my ex-wife, she knew the whole nine. She knew dorks. She knew thugs. She knew teachers, substitute teachers. She knew everybody in the school. The dogs, the cats, she knew everybody. She was a jack of all trades. And it brought more people to me. And that what taught me how to talk to different people with different personalities. And that's why I can sit and talk with anybody because of her. And after that, we ended up graduating high school. But during that phase, before we graduated high school, let me back that just a tad bit. The dance crew then got bigger than ever before. And it caused them being strife and jealousy. And it went downhill from there a little bit because we was getting into fights. We was getting jumped, getting kicked in the head. I got kicked in the head and my, the gang left. The gang left me. And it was just, it, it was just all type of stuff. And we were party promoters. We promoted all the parties. So it caused a lot of strife, a lot of jealousy at those parties. And it was nothing but trouble every time we went to a party. It was fun. But it was nothing but trouble. And that's why I can deal with certain stuff while running for God. But after that, we graduated and went to college. Me and my ex-wife ended up going to the same college. And me and my cousin had linked together. My cousin came from Atlanta. And we ended up coming up together with a rap group, Ash Boy. And it was, it was pretty dope. We had some nice feedback and it felt good talking on that mic. I love talking on the mic, hearing the way I sound. Every time I look at a mic, my heart, it does something. I love talking to that mic. And 
I ended up feeling blueprint drafting in college because I wanted to rap in the studio with my cousin. I ended up feeling college. My ex-wife was in nursing school doing RN. Her car broke down and she couldn't make it because the class was an hour away. Because nursing school wasn't in the city. It was an hour away. And she ended up failing because of the transportation. Couldn't nobody take her. And it hurt her soul. And it hurt me. And that's when she went into the army. And she didn't want to, but failing RN school crushed her soul. And I couldn't do nothing but support her. So she ended up getting stationed at Hunter Air Force Base. At Hunter Army Airfield. Excuse me. And I ended up following her because I already felt bad and I wanted to support her. So I came down to Georgia. And I could keep going for a whole hour or two, but we're going to say that for another time. So fast forward it. To the divorce, we end up getting a divorce. Fast forward it. I met a couple other women in my life. And it was just bad after that. They went downhill. And I met different peoples. And I just couldn't feel no fulfillment. I was hopping from job to job to job to job trying to become a manager, that feeling inside of wanting to be a boss, a leader, somebody that's wanted to change and do something that just I didn't see right in an organization, that I didn't see right in the company. Sluggers, laziness. I wanted to be a manager and change that. I always wanted to be that person to step in and do something about it. But I was denied by the world. Every time, every single time I want to do something in this world, I'm denied. So after that, all this shacking up and stuff out here and trying to fulfill whatever I needed to fulfill, I didn't ever even find anything. So I ended up finding God. I ended up finding God. God just kept coming to me through flyers, through people in the body of Christ that's representing the Father. And I ended up answering his call one day. And I think that was the best thing I ever did in my life. I answered his call. I lost my life. So this was new to me. When you lose your life, you lose your life. It's lame. It's born. It's all that. But it's the most beautifulest lame I ever been through. It is the most beautifulest quietness I ever seen. It is the most. It's just weird. I wouldn't even consider it lame because. I love it. So I take that back. Thank you. Give it here. I put it back over here on the passenger side because what I'm getting at is 
when I found Christ, people just kept telling me it's something about you. And I'm not thinking nothing of it. I'm walking around Coca-Cola. I'm walking around Sheerwine. And even walking into EMT classes now. They saying, boy, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to be a preacher. And I'm just like, man, I'm just a servant. I ain't, I'm not worried about that. So I just kept on trucking. And one of the evangelists told me one day in one of his sermons, I'll never forget. He said, don't listen to these people out here. They'll keep telling you, you this and you that and you that. And then you'll be piped up full of pride. And he ain't nothing, he ain't nothing wrong with that. He ain't lying. Truth. Truth. So I just kept that in the back of my head as I'm trucking along. And then I'm walking back in the class. A white guy. I'll never forget. He didn't make it in the classroom. He ended up leaving. But he walked up to me and said, How you doing, man? You're good? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm good. He was like, so a pastor? And I'm like, boy, go on. I ain't no pastor. I keep telling you that I'm not no pastor. And he was like, boy, you going to be a preacher. And then I looked at him, and he looked at me, dead in my eyes. And he was like, pastor. And I'm just like, Man, gone. So I wasn't gonna be going back to church. So I ended up going back to church. And then just going to church, praising the Lord, fellowshipping with the brother and sister. Not thinking twice about it. But it's not what that brother in particular said or the people that Cole said. Because they listened to me, quite frankly, say how God good he is. How good God is, excuse me. And I guess they just go off of that. I don't know. But I asked him before he left that classroom. I was like, why do you say that? And he told me, it's just the way you carry yourself. It's the way you walk. It's the way you talk. Because I asked him, you don't mind me asking, why you keep saying that? He said, it's just the way you move. I see it in you. And I'm just like, okay, but I never thought nothing of it, but it's not even about what people say. It's about what I feel. That spirit never left since I got saved. That spirit never left to make a change and be the person that's different and help children and help the young boys in need because in particular I never had no father figure I never had no father figure I always wanted to be that guy to help all the, the little ones all the brothers the little ones they needed help 
I want to be the one to tell certain people, even women too, if they want to hear it, tell certain people what they need to hear. That God, I wanted to help and people not fall and do the same thing and fall and hit their head on this floor out here. And I wanted to be that guy to do that because my daddy, he was a dope dealer. He sold crack. He didn't bought me no Similac. He had that pack. I'm just saying. And I just, the feeling just, it won't leave me. It just won't leave. Of wanting to be a leader. Of wanting to be a helper. Something that can change things. Change stuff. For the better. In a way that can help everybody. And I can't let that feeling go. Because I love talking to people. I love that mic. And relating back to the verse, I'm not no hypocrite because I'm striving for perfect. I'm striving for perfect every day. I'm not perfect. But I'm striving for it. I'm striving for it. And quite frankly, I'm doing this not for the world. I didn't do this podcast for the world. I didn't do this podcast for the world. Let me tell y'all a secret. I did this podcast for my church. I did this podcast for my church to see. I didn't do this podcast for the world to see. I don't care about the world. I left them a long time ago. I might well go and open a whole can of beans. Because I wasn't born yesterday. I'm strategically smart in everything I do. I did it for my church to see because maybe one day when it's time for me to be ordained or when it's time or I have a chance, I'll be ready. Practice makes perfect. Yet again, I'm striving for perfect. But I want to say one more thing before I leave. Because I don't like my trumpet to be loud. My trumpet ain't loud. I'm laid back. I don't like to be all out there like that. Because I have my reward. Because I never had love as a child. My reward because the way God is sovereign and he forgives and he loves me. That's my reward. I never had true love. I wanted that in my marriage. But I found that with God. That's my reward. I don't need a blessing. Like I told you on the last episode, I don't need a blessing. I found the father. So if you think I want a reward on the internet, you got it all wrong. Because I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a deacon. I don't want to be a reverend. I just want to be that person that came in and made a change.